Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of October 8th through October 14th, 2012. Vulnerability activity increased from the previous period, yet decreased from the same period in 2011. Overall, activity continues to be consistently higher this year compared to the previous year. Highlights for the week include three significant vendor releases. As part of their monthly software update release, Microsoft released seven bulletins covering 20 vulnerabilities. This release is summarized in a Cisco event response. Mozilla released Firefox 16, which included updates for 30 separate vulnerabilities. Red Hat released updates for the Mozilla browsers on their platforms. Cisco released three security advisories covering vulnerabilities in the Cisco Adaptive Security Appliance, Cisco Firewall Services Module, and Cisco WebEx Player. Other important vulnerability activity included an update for ISC Bind to fix a denial-of-service vulnerability. Additional updates from MontaVista corrected OpenSSL and other packages in MontaVista Linux 6. IntelliShield published 149 events last week, 67 new events, and 82 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the legal risk management category. Copyright complaints will proceed to trial in Pennsylvania District Court. Rather than settle the complaints, five defendants who challenged the lawsuits will get their day in court after their IP address information was subpoenaed. Copyright complaints are often settled out of court and rarely go to trial. The ruling could determine the methods by which personal information related to IP addresses is gathered and used to verify individuals. The most important issue uh, involves whether copyright holders who bring suit against individuals can use IP addresses to identify individual users who are accused of copyright violations. Because the majority of lawsuits fail to go to trial, um, IP address information has yet to be litigated in court. The potential requirement of ISPs and other organizations to maintain audit records of IP address usage could be impacted by the results of this case. And next, in the trust risk management category, attackers continue to target search engines in an attempt to display malicious websites in the search results to users. These specialized attacks, resulting from image searches that return malicious websites, are relatively new. By including malicious websites in search engine results, attackers are attempting to distribute malicious software to end-user systems. Researchers have discovered that malicious websites appearing in search results were compromised by attackers utilizing the Black Hole Toolkit. Trusting search engine results creates an issue of trust with users. Users are unaware if the search results returned are fraudulent, and they can't verify if the website they're visiting is malicious. Organizations should employ policy controls governing safer use of search engines or use technical controls such as web reputation filtering to protect and prevent users from visiting unknown or untrusted websites. And this week in the identity risk management category, 
Researchers from the University of Birmingham and the Technical University of Berlin will be presenting their research at the 19th ACM Conference on Computer and Communication Security on October 16th. Their presentation will discuss multiple vulnerabilities in the 3G protocol that could expose a 3G device to possible tracking. Unlike previous attacks that rely on exploiting cryptographic weaknesses or device design issues, the technique describes, uh, described by the researchers attack the protocol logic itself uh, using readily available off-the-shelf technology. The researchers discuss two 3G protocol attack uh, techniques that could allow an attacker to track the movements of any user of a 3G device in a monitored area that utilizes the 3G standard. An attacker with knowledge of the targeted user's international mobile subscriber identity number could execute an IMSI paging attack by transmitting a crafted temporary number or a a temporary mobile subscriber identity paging request, which contains the targeted IMSI to all devices in range and monitor the responses. A successful attack could allow the attacker to correlate the IMSI and TMSI information and expose the presence of a targeted user in the monitored area. In addition, an attacker could target the authentication and key agreement protocol by injecting a crafted AKA authentication request to all uh, devices in range and monitoring the responses. When the malicious AKA request is processed by devices in the monitored area, targeted devices will distinguish themselves by responding to the request with a uh, MAC failure as opposed to a synchronization failure from non-targeted devices. An attacker could use these techniques to track a targeted user in a monitored area by deploying a femtocell device. The device can sniff a valid authentication request from the user and allow the attacker to deploy additional devices in a targeted area for enhanced tracking purposes. If devices with more coverage area are utilized, triangulation could determine accurate position location data. Businesses and individuals with security concerns related to the tracking and surveillance of employees and assets should consider implementing protective measures to identify and mitigate this threat. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category. In a world of instant news and events, millions are turning to social media for the latest updates. Examples include uh, the medical status of the Pakistani girl who was shot by the Taliban for her support of uh, education for girls. Uh, The Hezbollah drone shot down after venturing into Israeli airspace. The U.S. presidential debates and the 23-mile skydive by Felix Baumgartner, which was broadcast and monitored around the world by a live internet feed with thousands tweeting concerning his progress. As we watch the stories unfold via social media, many of us suspect that they could be fabricated. Some of the information we read could be inaccurate, so should this alarm us? As security professionals, our colleagues look to us for guidance. Examples include defending networks from a new virus, alerting employees to a bogus phishing attempt, rerouting a shipment, or advising employees regarding safety. Uh, We must be cognizant of the latest information, but we need to avoid alerting our managers concerning a breaking story that could be a a hoax. There are methods to check the veracity of a story, but this process can consume valuable time and we need to respond quickly. In the Cisco security blog this week, we recommend uh, using the sniff test, which poses the questions, is it plausible and does it make sense? 
This process is not reliable for every case, but using common sense and waiting for details before taking action should allow us to efficiently and effectively protect our company's information and assets, as well as our own professional reputations. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.